This is Canada Last Week, a look at the events that transpired in Canada and around the globe from a uniquely Canadian perspective. On this episode, unrelated expert Eric McCormack gets behind the wheel of the car crisis in Cape Breton. Canada's next top governor general. Canadian women rule the Olympics. Swimming in vaccines. Stephen Harper goes all Stephen Harper. And more. Good afternoon, good evening, Canada. This is Canada Last Week. I'm your host, Brittle Star. Canada has a new Governor General. We begin with the swearing in of Mary Simon as Governor General. Simon's appointment scraps plans for the new CTV show, Canada's Next Top Governor General. The show would have featured multiple contestants living together in Rideau Hall and facing challenges such as not creating a toxic work environment and looking staff directly in the eye without touching them in a threatening manner. Fighting the fire down under style. Not content with record-breaking numbers across Canada this year already, wildfires have decided to start their own weather systems that provide perfect conditions for, you guessed it, wildfires. To help fight these destructive wildfires, Canada has welcomed over 50 firefighters from Australia. Though Canada is welcoming the help from down under, there are concerns that probably at least one person is going to say, that's not a fire, this is a fire. Canadian Olympic women rule. Of the first nine medals won by Canada at the Tokyo Olympics, they all have one thing in common. None of them required a penis. Swimmer Maggie McNeil won Canada's first gold and set the bar for her fellow women Olympians from Canada. Some experts have commented that perhaps women are just stronger and better than men and maybe men should just stay home and focus on looking pretty and running the house. Swimming in vaccines Canada now has enough vaccines to double-dose every single Canadian aged 12 and up. According to Conservative MP Michelle Rempel, even though the vaccines have arrived eight years earlier than she estimated they would, why weren't they here before anyone knew we needed them? In her defense, she purchased something off Wish once and it took like forever to arrive. Toddlers. The battle to get the unvaccinated vaccinated continues. Though some are saying getting upset isn't the way to get them to change their minds. Totally unrelated, here is me with a bit on toddlers. You know how when kids are toddlers, they could finally walk on their own and they demanded they walk on their own, even though it makes everything take way longer than it should. And at first you're like, aw, this is so great. But after a few errands with them that should take about an hour in total, but now feel like they require a packed lunch and maybe a change of clothes because they're like sitting down, walking in the opposite direction. And you're like, maybe if I yell at them, but though toddlers are crap at a lot of things, they are masters of confrontation. They will not back down. They have nothing to lose. They will double down and crap in their own pants just to make you suffer. Shouting at them just makes them dig in their heels or collapse into an immovable blob in the middle of the potato chip aisle. And you're like, 
Maybe I could just leave them here in the store to be raised by the staff. But you know that won't work, because one of your kids will probably remember your name and the store will track you down and tell you to pick up your kids. I guess sometimes when you need to get someone to do the right thing, yelling at them doesn't work. Neither does insulting them, though it does feel good at the time. And it's pretty funny sometimes too. But I guess it doesn't convince them to change their ways. I don't know why I thought of that. Anyway, remember to get your shots if you haven't yet. Stephen Harper lurks forward from the shadows. Staying on brand, former Prime Minister Stephen Harper has come forward on the American Optimist podcast to express that he feels the pandemic spending by the Liberal government has been overkill. <laughs> Shut up, let him speak, giggled the Liberal government. On the podcast, Harper also spoke of the problem with the, quote, woke university crowd. <laughs> no, no, seriously, let him speak, said the Liberals. Disney, Disney live here anymore. For Canadian parents who told their children that going to the Disney store in the mall was just like going to Disney World, the dream is over. Disney will be closing all but three of its retail stores in Canada as of next month. There is no confirmation on if Canada's Wonderland will take over the vacated Disney stores for their own retail shops, which will feature Snoopy dolls as well as beaver tails, funnel cakes, and wasps. Pre-Amazon Before there was Amazon, there was Consumers Distributing, a magical retail experience where customers could leaf through a catalog, fill out a form with a golf pencil, and retrieve their item from the conveyor belt at the counter. It is also where many young Canadians gained valuable experience with disappointment, as most items were out of stock. Here with a lively musical look back at the retail version of an unreliable friend is me. If they've got it in the back, I can get anything. Thing. Me and you and the catalog before the internet. Shopping was so easy. Just soak what you want to get. I want that Casio watch and that remote control car. consumers distributing personal massager. For those wondering, the catalog number is 122477. You will have to supply your own AA batteries.
housing hoarders. According to a news release from real estate firm Royal LePage, who I'm sure have nothing to gain from this kind of news, more than one in 10 homeowners in Canada's three largest cities owns multiple properties. 14% of homeowners in Greater Vancouver, 13% in the Greater Toronto Area, and 12% in the Greater Montreal Area own more than one property. Quote, while some secondary properties are used for recreational purposes, many of these homes are foundational to Canada's critical supply of rental housing, said Phil Soper, president and CEO of Royal LePage. It is unconfirmed, but probably a good guess, that the other properties are just used to store gold coins and monocles. Car Trouble in Cape Breton As part of an upcoming marketing campaign, six social media influencers, whatever they are, were to be given the use of rental cars to explore the island and take in its culinary and cultural delights. However, the plan had to be revised at the last minute as there were not enough rental cars in the area to accommodate. The social media celebrities will now be driven around the island by tourism staffers and other residents. Many are worried that the rental car shortage will have a bigger impact than simply on the six influencers with thousands of followers they document every facet of their lives for, and word may get out and damage the tourist trade in Cape Breton. Here to comment on the crisis in Cape Breton is the star of stage and screen, singer and unrelated expert, Eric McCormack. Thank you for joining us, Eric. Well, thanks for having me. I'll start off first, actually, with a question for you, if I could. Um, and I'm hoping you can clarify this for us. What exactly is a rental car? Um, well, clearly, it's not a car you own. Um, it's mm -hmm. it's something that, like, for instance, I own uh, several, several cars, and um, some of them very expensive. Uh, but mm -hmm. uh, if I wanted to drive one of those cars on Cape Breton, which I think uh, is an island or something, um, mm -hmm. it would be hard because of the water uh, between the, uh, the country and the island. So one would uh, ostensibly borrow a car but pay someone uh, for it. Excellent. I appreciate that uh, humble brag of an answer. Uh, as the social media influencers will now be driven around by local residents of Cape Breton, do you feel that's giving the social media stars a better idea of the area or simply making them panicky that they won't be able to just leave when they want? Well, uh, you know, it's both uh, a relief uh, and unnerving uh, because I don't, I don't generally drive my own uh, cars if I can help it. So it's it's nice that uh, that others will do it. Um, but at the same time, uh, if what what do they know about it? What do, what do people living on a small, I guess it's a Canadian island? What do they know about driving? Am I putting myself at risk? And I and I think that's mm -hmm. a, a concern for for all of us that. Uh, that report to social media, and uh, I, I certainly want to say nice things, but I'm 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 a little nervous about mm -hmm. it, you know. So you're concerned about the residents' livery skills, essentially. Uh, and can they and can they drive? Uh, in a related story on this topic uh, by the CBC, 
they attempted to contact several car rental companies in Nova Scotia, but received no response from any of them. Is this whole thing just a ploy to get good-looking people stuck in Cape Breton forever and start a new, better-looking society down east? Well, that's part of what's so unnerving, uh, is is that it does seem... I mean, first of all, I'm, I'm not shocked that there, there were no responses. It's very hard to get uh, car rental places on, on the line, I, I imagine. Um, but I... Look, if I get stuck on Cape Breton, I will, I'll use the skills that I have learned, um, as an actor, uh, in, in action films. Um, I haven't done a lot of them. Mm -hmm. I've seen some. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm -hmm. I I think what you, you've simply just got to use your ingenuity, kind of MacGyver your way Mm -hmm. back to the mainland, uh, because I'll, you know, I'm certainly willing to reproduce to a certain degree if it's going to help, um, how people look and 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 live in in Cape Breton, but I can't live there forever. I can't become some kind of a king or a god. Mm-hmm. Not not mm-hmm. with you know with because because I, I don't think that they're they're they have a tremendous internet reception over there as well. So what would be the point of suddenly being uh, the king of of Cape Breton and and not being able to tell everybody about it? Exactly, exactly. Uh, so what's worse, stuck with no car in Cape Breton or stuck in a cab on Granville Street, which should really be one way, depending on which way I happen to be going at the time, on the way to or from the Vancouver International Airport? Um, what, what I find fascinating, actually, about uh, Granville Street cab or or no cab is that despite having three lanes to get to the airport, mm-hmm. pretty much everybody's in the, the center lane. Um, and if you mm-hmm. try to pass... On left or right, uh, you are given you are given the worst looks, the dirtiest looks. Sometimes, that the look that says mm-hmm. "Go back, go back to L.A., asshole." And right. and, and meanwhile, mm-hmm. I'm really just trying to to get up to 28 miles per hour. Right, right. Um, and you understand the speed limits in kilometers in Vancouver. Uh, that's a whole thing uh, that I don't. I don't generally have to worry about i know that the the cab drivers mm-hmm. and uh the uber drivers they have to be focused on that um mm-hmm. I, i'll say how many how many miles per hour can you go and and they'll and they'll mm-hmm. often not know what, what i mean but it's a different country it's an right. entirely different country and right. one has to be very respectful uh of their mm-hmm. languages and their um you know their their cultures and one would think with uh, with uh, six rental cars uh, uh, being too much for the demand in Cape Breton, that that wouldn't be an issue most likely in Cape Breton then as well. I, I think for me, I, I'm going to be so uh, drunk most of the time on on the island mm-hmm. as I as I sightsee that I, I don't think it, it, nothing's going to really be a, a problem. Destination Cape Breton as CEO Terry Smith says he's looking at alternative ways for people to get around the island while visiting. Uh, that leads me to ask you, and I, I apologize if this is blunt, but would you be willing to start the first celebrity rickshaw service in Cape Breton? <laughs> no, no, I, I would not uh, do that. I, I My knowledge of rickshaws is that they involve a certain amount of physical labor, um, if if my if my memory of history um, is reliable, so no, no, nothing physical. I think probably 
if there was a, a rickshaw a service that was instigated, I would happily sit in the back. I've got a couple more questions for you. Uh, Gary Howard, Senior Vice President of Marketing and Communications for CAA Atlantic, I'm sure you're familiar with him, said the problem is there are simply not enough new cars being made to facilitate the worldwide demand and that, quote, you can't just tell Ford to build 10,000 new cars tomorrow. My question to you is this. Why not? I mean, what does it hurt to ask? The worst they'll say is no, or is there something bigger at play here? Plus, there are other um, other car companies. So even if Ford played hard to get, mm. let's say, uh, we could mm. ask Toyota or Porsche, could you make 10,000 mm. cars tomorrow? If they said no, I, I know there are there are other car companies too, and and I think uh, I think we can ask, and I think also, I mean, as as Canadians, we can ask, but I also have an American passport, so I can I can demand, I can be very pushy and just right. bully them into making more cars. I, I I think that's that's the American way. It seems so simple. Um, I have about 20 seconds left. A famous musical group, the Barry McNeils, are, of course, the pride of Cape Breton. They are renowned for the Celtic-flavored music uh, that they create with titles such as Coal Town Road, which I'm positive left a lot of disappointed 12-year-olds on Spotify, and also Rattlin' Roaring Willie. If you were writing a song, if you were writing a song for the Barry McNeils, what would the title be? And if you would like to give us a taste of how it would go, that'd be fine, too. Um... Well, I think it would have to be something uh, celebrating the uh, the social media influencers that are coming. Um, so it would perhaps mm-hmm. be something set in the future, looking back at this this time when we came and shared mm-hmm. ourselves uh, with the the capers. Um, I think they're called that. Um, but I, I, I think the song um, should should stay within the Celtic um, flavor, but with a sense of a kind of Led Zeppelin or Queen, something a little heavier as well. Um, right. And mm-hmm. um, I, perhaps I, I wouldn't want to sing it, but the, the lyrics would probably, I want them to be something uh, that said, mm-hmm. we, will, we will never forget. We are always grateful. Mm-hmm. That you came and shared your bountiful connections, something like that. I doesn't it doesn't that, rhyme, but I don't think with all that with the Celtic stuff that you have to be all rhymy. I don't I don't really I don't think I so. don't know about it, but I've no. Uh, I think you're thinking of rap. Rap rap should probably rhyme. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of. A lot of the more romantic uh, music rhymes, uh, Barry Manilow or, or mm. Neil Sedaka, um, but I don't I don't know that it's crucial with uh, all the Gaelic-y, Celtic-y, uh, music. Perfect. There you have it, uh, star of stage and screen singer and unrelated expert Eric McCormack. Uh, thank you very much for your time and insight, Eric. And what was this again? That was Canada Last Week on Canada Last Week. I'm your host, Brittle Star. Please join us again by subscribing and telling all of your friends. And hey, why not share the show? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Canada.